Dreams do not have a filter that your normal, polite, waking self puts up. Welcome to the hidden meaning of dreams with Sweet Georgia Pam. It does matter what the dreamer themselves associates with those things that come up in the dream. Spiritual director, dream expert, author, and educator, Sweet Georgia Pam is here to remind us that dreams are the answer. They're always with you. They know you better than you know yourself, and they're always trying to tell you the truth. There's some back and forth here between you and some awareness. And now your host, Melissa Carter. SweetGeorgiaPam.com is the website to find out all about Sweet Georgia Pam. You can DM her on social media, Sweet Georgia Pam. There's a theme going on here. Also, she has a downloadable guide that's absolutely free on her website that can help you recall your dreams. It's called Six Nights to Better Dream Recall. So head on over there and download that. So I have a dream I want to share with you. I don't know where this will go, but this happened last night. So I thought I'd go ahead and tell you why it's fresh. I was at a McDonald's drive-thru. And I just remember things just didn't seem to work. Like I, I vaguely remember the speaker thing not working very well or, or at all. I'm not even sure if I talked to somebody. But what I do remember is I was trying to pay and there was a, a place where I could reach in and I had change in my hand. And there was a place, it was a metal box I don't know. It had a. It had two di- two different holes, and it, and it it reminds me of of a place where you have the re- the trash where you do the recycling and the regular trash on the inside. Well, it was this, but it was metal. It wasn't plastic. It was a metal box, and you could reach in, and there was a metal divider, and there were two holes. And I reached in to drop my change for my food. And I then realized it went into the wrong hole because I guess there was some indication of payment that did not trigger. So I realized it was the wrong hole. And then when I tried to fix it, I just was putting more trash into this hole. Like I was trying to get dig out of this hole to put it in that hole. And again, it was just two holes with this metal divider. And it was almost, I couldn't see very well. And then I realized I was just exchanging trash from one to the other. And I thought, well, screw it. I, I mean, they've got their money. They'll find it. I'm taking my food. I'm not <laughs> I'm not giving this back. And then as I move forward to tell the person, I there wasn't a there wasn't a distinct or, or descriptive conversation, but it was almost as if the person just let me go along, as if I understand, don't worry about it. You know, don't worry okay. about misplacing that. And then mm-hmm. I was reaching somewhere to get a drink. And this is as I was slowly waking up because at this point I was half asleep and half awake. Okay. So this may have influenced the outcome or maybe it was a part of the dream, but I just remember I was back at the container with the two holes and I was reaching to get a drink from underneath it. There's like a little drawer or a little door at the bottom that I reached in and again, couldn't see. Mm -hmm. And when I pulled out the drink, the drink was already used again. It was trash. So I put the drink back and just shut it disappointed that, wasn't new drinks that I had misunderstood that there would be new drinks that was already used materials in there. And then that was it. That was the end of the drink. (laughs) And all the trash, I will say, if this is important, all the trash was the containers. So there was no like actual food or gross. The trash wasn't gross. It was all containers. It was all like recycle. It's, it was like the, 
the drinks were the bottles that were empty and the trash that was it was paper. I just remember it being more paper products than actually bio anything that I was touching. So nothing that I remember being disgusted by. It was just more of disappointment that I couldn't seem to do what I was trying to do. So there's an overarching like theme coming out for me in this dream. I love that you were paying with change, which is also metal, metal on metal. And for me, the metal is industrialization, man-made, tech-forward kind of creation. It is, it's it's made to compartmentalize. So that, let's see, that to me is about like left brain. So what this feels like, Melissa, to me, let's just start here, is that there's something that you are trying to pay for, which is metaphorical, something that you are trying to give of yourself in return for nutrients, okay? Or something that you're trying to pay for, but it keeps getting trapped in the com- the compartmentalization of the way things are done in the outside world. Like the other thing that is coming up is because you have a lot of paper products, it's like paperwork. Yeah. So my question would be what's what's happening lately that is that you're struggling because of the red tape because of the it's it's very dis it's very not distracted from uh distant from natural organic stuff right so there's a system that you're struggling to participate in you can do a one-on-one with me so i am underemployed pam knows but i haven't shared that the pandemic really kind of put a put a punch into my career. Uh, I got laid yeah. off in 2020 and have not been able to be hired since then. So I've put together some freelance work uh, to be able to get by, but this is the longest I've been unemployed. Uh, it's just a tough time for everybody, but the pandemic really has affected my life in so many ways that it's almost like this, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is like a meat grinder, but it's more of a pressure thing where I feel like I've gone through a vice through the pandemic and I'm trying to come out of this. But the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that I have applied to jobs that have been online, which, you know, I know that most, you know, I, I think the the secret for people who are trying to find jobs is that a lot of those job listings are a legal requirement by the company. So a company cannot have a job opening and not let the public know about it. And I think that the way they let the public know about it is through those job listings on job sites, but they don't actually participate in anyone who is applying through those job sites. I, if they were honest about it, I doubt they look at very many of them. That's why you get this canned email sent back to you. Thank you so much, but we hate to inform you that, you know, whatever. So I've had plenty of those. I've even applied for jobs through people I know and had references for and still didn't get the job. And so it's been, this has been the hardest efforts to get a job. And I can't decide or I don't know because I don't get any feedback, whether it's because I'm overqualified or they perceive me as being overqualified and too expensive Or is it my age? Because I've never had this happen and I'm now seeking jobs as a 50 something as opposed to when I was younger. So anyway, so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not 
because I'm in my fifties and because I'm been through money issues in my past and I came through it and was successful afterwards. Like I understand money comes and goes. So I'm not as deeply like I'm not panicked about it. And I can honestly say I'm not panicked about it. However, it is frustrating for my planning self. It's it's hard for me not to have something that I know is there. Right. So a job is makes people feel very secure because, you know, where your paycheck's coming from. There's a part of me that I'm older. It's like, oh, I really I'm talented in certain areas and I would really like to live what I love. And I think Uh, when you talk about not being able to fit into a certain category, but some of these jobs I'm applying for at this point in my life, I have to apply for things because I need a job. Right. And so it's, it's very ego bruising to have been successful and then now have to go back to applying to just whatever I can get. I'm capable of doing anything. It's just, I just don't have to worry about it anymore. I'd rather just have something. So I know what I'm doing the next day. You know, the thing that we can do now is I'm going to take everything that you just associated with what I've offered, right? And now I'm going to put it back into the dream and go, how is this dream now giving us more information for you to take with you and integrate going forward, right? Right. What's the commentary that's being made on this frustration that you're feeling and on this like struggle that you're having to get Mm -hmm. the right change in the right side of the box, right? Yeah. So one of the things that you mentioned is the response, this sort of canned response, which I think of as pulling trash back out, or I'm putting trash in and I'm getting trash out, or I'm not sure where it goes. It's like, I don't know which way to get back to the system of, of change, because putting change is putting your value into the box, right? There's a value exchange going on when I'm giving you the change in exchange for this food this meal. And then it automatically becomes a struggle with paper and trash. So it's like at some point after you give your value, then you're just dealing with the paper, which is a very cold, distant response that you're getting back. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do I respond to that? If it's a canned response, how can I put my value back in? How can I make sure that they know that they have my value in there? I've given them the money. And now you've said, now that you said that, I don't remember in the dream actually getting the food. I remember saying, I'm taking my, I remember thinking in my mind, well, I'm taking it anyway, whether they got this or not. But I never, there was never a physical, I never physically received the food in the dream. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing that you, that you said, which I find really intriguing is you did pull up and give some information to somebody who said, okay, we understand, go ahead. Right. Right. So there was an exchange of you. Okay, so now I'm going to. Now what it feels like is in that part of the dream, you were basically saying to the universe, <laughs> the powers that be, hey, I've done my part. It's your turn now. And the the, the person in the drive through, which is you, you in the dream is your ego. The person and all the other characters are parts of your unconscious, which might be your higher self, or it might be your triggers or whatever. So in, in looking at this dream, it feels like this is the person working on the other end going, okay, we understand, go ahead. As in, I've received your value, or I accept that you've, that you've given us your value, got it. So go ahead. 
But then you said you were sort of half awake in the next part. Mm-hmm. So that part, half awake, half asleep is called hypnagogia. And it is that semi-conscious time. And your ego can get back involved in the dream when you become half awake. At that point, you go back to the box. Right. And you're like, I'm going to get my drink and then it's trash and there's another drawer. And so it's almost like the universe is saying, let it go. I understand you've given your value. Go ahead. But instead of going ahead, as soon as your ego gets back involved, you back up. And try to take control of the situation. And go back to the box and go, okay, but also demanding, where's my drink? (laughs) And this is a drink, this is trash. And so trying to get the value back out of that box. What I would suggest that this dream might be trying to make commentary on is practice getting, put your money in, put your value in, read what they, the trash, whatever, whatever. And then go on, move on. Mm. Next thing. I like that because it's like we've talked about before with so many things is when, and I know this as an older woman to when I, when my chest gets tied over something, you know, because that's what happens to me is my chest gets tied if I'm getting wound up to walk away. My mother was an artist. Her lesson in that was, I can sit at my canvas. She was an oil painter and she would work on one project for weeks because oils don't dry for, for a long time. And she would say, I can sit there and work on it too much. And then I start losing where I am or not sure what to do next. And she's like, I would get up and I would walk away from the canvas for hours or days. And then when I would go back to it, I would know exactly what to do with it. So that was her lesson to me on if you're if if a situation is frustrating to walk away from the canvas and then eventually you'll know what to do with it. So it seems like that's exactly what this dream because it will take care of itself. Yeah. And it's just not on my timeline, Pam, not on my timeline. You're not going to get the value out of the box itself. The personal interaction that you did, you were able to be heard and understood and okay. They didn't give you your food in the dream, but that's also because there's plenty of drive-throughs out there. So maybe McDonald's wasn't the place. <laughs> right, exactly. But the personal exchange is where the value comes from. I remember feeling, because you talk about how feelings are important in your dream. Yeah. At the box, I was frustrated because I, you know, I, I got, I did it in the wrong box, couldn't fix whatever. When I got to the drive-through, there was an anxiousness going there to, you know, cause I thought I don't want to have to have another fight if they challenge yeah. me on this. Yeah. And I just yeah. remember when they said we got, we understand go ahead that there was a relief and an understanding that I knew it. I knew cause it was, that was my reaction. Well, I knew that it was going to be okay. I knew that nice. they would understand nice. and, and the driving off that I did before I went back to the box was there was a peacefulness there. Hmm. The takeaway, too, for me is the next time you're working on a job application or a project or something, focus on the people, not the paperwork. If you come from a a meditative place of, I trust my relationship, Mm -hmm. I trust the exchange between me and the other people, hold them in some love and light, as opposed to focusing on 
the technical aspects of the project or whatever that you're in, that you're interested in or that you're looking for hold those people in some in some loving light and just understand that they're just on the other end of the drive through they can give the value back it's them not the box i love it oh, well, that's, that, that's why that's why i bring my dreams to the table because you, you get an idea of what the exchange is on the one-on-one right so there's there's follow-up questions you know i I was vulnerable in what I was dealing with in my personal life and your dreams are connected to what's going on. Don't be the person who dismisses it and says, I just had spaghetti last night. That must be why I dreamt what I dreamt or spicy food. I must be craving McDonald's. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I must. Yeah. Maybe I need some fries or something. No, there's more to it. So sweetgeorgiapam.com is the website. She's got a free downloadable guide for listening to the show. Thank you so much. Six nights to better dream recall. If you want to really start using your dreams in your life, DM her on social media, Sweet Georgia Pam. You can email her your dream and we'll read it verbatim and she'll analyze it right here on the show. But if we would you love want to her. come and be on the show with us, let us Absolutely. know. We, yes. We would love a, a three-way conversation. SweetGeorgiaPam.com is the website, my love. Thank you so much. Yay. Thanks, everybody. Sweet dream. The content in this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Pam Muller is not a licensed mental health professional. If you or someone you know suffers from severe, persistent nightmares, please seek medical help.